Next Chapter Podcasts. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Sally Kate Holmes, Managing Director of Next Chapter Podcasts, here to tell you about a pretty cool new offering from our friends at Apollo Podcasts. You can now find the play on podcasts on Apollo Plus, a creator-owned platform where every subscriber helps audio fiction creators such as us. You can listen ad-free, early access to exclusives, behind-the-scenes supercuts, and more on Apollo Plus. On top of all that, 70% of the revenue on Apollo Plus goes directly to creators. Join Apollo Plus through the Apollo Podcasts app or by going to apollopods.com. Next Chapter Podcasts presents the Play On Podcast series, Love's Labor's Lost. Episode 2, Dance Beneath My Stockings. For the best listening experience, be sure to use headphones or earbuds. And remember, vows are but breath. Sing, Moth. My spirit grows heavy in love. I say, sing! Wait till this company is passed on, Armado. Sir, the king's request is that you keep Costard safe. <laughs> and you must let him take no delight or solace, and he must fast three days a week. For this damsel, <laughs> hey. I must keep her at the park. She is sanctioned to serve the milkmaid. Farewell. <clears throat> I feel my cheeks turning red. Maid? Mm, ma'am. I will see you at the lodge. That's close by. I know exactly where it is. Ooh, how wise you are. I will tell you wonders. <laughs> With that face? <laughs> I love you. So I heard you say. And so... Farewell. Bye. <laughs> Come, Jaquanetta. Away. Villain Costard! Who you calling villain? You shall fast for your offenses before you are set free. Well, sir, I hope when I do it, I shall do it on a full stomach. Oh, you shall be heavily punished. I'm more bound to you than your fellows, for they are but lightly rewarded. Moth, take away this villain. Lock him up. Come, you dirty bastard. Away. Let me not be pent up, sir. I will fast being loose. No, sir. You are fast and loose. You'll go to prison. Well, if ever I do see the merry days of desolation that I have seen, some shall see. What shall some see? Nay, nothing, Moth, but what they look upon. It is wrong for prisoners to be too silent in their words, and therefore I will say nothing. I thank God I have as little patience as another man, and therefore I can be quiet. Hey, hey, hey. Mm. 
tried to affect the very ground, which is base, when her shoe, which is baser, guided by her foot, which is basest, does tread. I shall be forsworn, which is a great argument of falsehood, if I love. And how can that be true love, which is falsely attempted? Oh, love is a beast. Love is a devil. There is no evil angel but love. Yet Samson was so tempted, and he had an excellent strength. Yet was Solomon so seduced, and he had a very good weed. Cupid's arrow was too hard for Hercules' club, and therefore too much odds for a Spaniard's rapier. The first and second calls will not serve my turn. They thrust, he respects not. They swing, he regards not. His disgrace is to be called boy. But his glory is to subdue men. Ah, oh, adieu, Valor. Rust, rapier, be steel, drum, for your manager is in love. Yea, he loveth. Assist me some spontaneous god of rhyme, for I am ready to turn solitaire. Devise wit, write pen, for I am for whole volumes in folio. Saving up of my love for you. Now, princess, summon up your ditty spirits. Remember that the king your father sends you. You, held precious in the world's esteem. Remember to whom you're sent and what's your plea. To consult with the sole inheritor of all perfections that a man may owe. Matchless never. To claim no less prize than Aquitaine, a dowry for this queen. Hold to your abundance of all grace as nature was in making graces dear when she did starve the general world outside and prodigally gave all grace to you. <laughs> Good Lord, boy yet, my beauty, though but plain, needs not the painted flourish of your praise. Beauty is bought by judgment of the eye, not uttered by base sale of merchant tongues. I am less proud to hear you tell my worth than you are proud in being counted wise in spending your wit in the praise of mine. But now to task the tasker. Good boyette, you are not ignorant to the gossip here that this matchless Navarre has made a vow till painful study shall outwear three years no woman may approach his silent court. Therefore, to us it seems a needful course, before we enter his forbidden gates, to know his pleasure. And in that behalf, sure of your worthiness, we single you as our best moving fair good messenger. Tell him the daughter, the Princess of France, on serious business, craving quick dispatch, demands a personal conference with his grace. Go. Signify that much while we attend, like humble, beautied suitors, his high will. Proud of employment, willingly I go. All pride is willing pride, and yours is so. So, who are these disciples, my loving maids, that are vow fellows with this virtuous king? Mm, Longeville is one. Know you the man, Maria? 
I met him at a marriage feast in Normandy. I saw this Longerville, a man of virtuous heart. He is esteemed, well-fitted in arts, glorious in arms. Everything hmm. he touches turns to gold. The only soil of his fair virtue shine, if virtue shine will stain with any soil, is a sharp wit matched with blunt a will. His wit has power to cut. His will wills. None will be spared that come within his power. Oh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Some merry mocking lord, it seems. Is it so? They say most so that most his humors know. Such short-lived wits do wither as they grow. Tell me the rest, Catherine. The young Dumaine, a well-accomplished youth, all who love virtue love his virtuous heart. He is the strongest of all three, but knows the least. For he huh. has skill to make a cruel shape kind, and shape to win grace even if he had no wit. I saw him at the Duke Alencon's once, and much too little of that good I saw. There is more to his great worthiness. <laughs> Another of these students at that time was there with him, if I have heard a truth. Barone, they call him, but a merrier man? Just within the limit of being uncouth, I never spent an hour's talk with him for every object that one eye catches, the other turns to a mirth-moving joke. His eyes create occasion for his wit, while his fair tongue, conceit's interpreter, delivers in such quick and gracious words that older ears are repulsed <laughs> by his tales and younger hearings are quite ravished so oh. smart and eloquent is his discourse <laughs> God bless these ladies are they all in love that everyone her own has embellished with such bedecking ornaments of praise oh here comes boyette now what good news my lord the king had notice of your fair approach and he and his fellow scholars and oath were all addressed to meet you, gentle lady, before I came. Indeed, this much I have learned. Here rather means to keep you in the field. The field? Like one that comes here to besiege his court, then seek a relaxation from his oath to let you enter his unpeopled house. Excuse me? Here comes the king. Fair princess, welcome to the court of Navarre. Fair, I give you back again, and welcome I have not yet. The roof of this court is too high to be yours, and welcome to the wide fields too cheap to be mine. You are welcome here, madam, to my court. I will be welcomed then. Now take me there. Hear me, dear lady, I have sworn an oath. Our lady help this man, he'll break his oath. Not for the world, fair maiden, by my will. Why will shall break it, will, and nothing else. Your ladyship is ignorant Oh, my lord, let your ignorance be wise, for now his knowledge must prove ignorance. I hear your grace has sworn out housekeeping. It's deadly sin to keep that oath, my lord, and sin to break it. Uh... But pardon me. I am too sudden bold. To teach a king does not here suit a queen. Please read this purpose of my arrival and suddenly resolve me in my quest. Madam, I will, if suddenly I may. You would prefer that soon I went away, for you'll prove perjured if you make me stay. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Join Play On Premium to get merch like t-shirts, hoodies, and coffee mugs, ad-free episodes, and bonus content video featuring interviews with the actors, producers, playwrights, and directors who brought it all to life. Go to ncpodcasts.com and subscribe to Play On Premium to support the art and the artists. Did I not dance beneath your stockings once? <laughs> did you not dance beneath my stockings once? Indeed I did. How needless was it then to ask the question? Uh, you must not be so quick. You bore me with your questions. Your tongue's too hot, it speeds too fast, you must. Not till it leave the rider in the dust. When did we play? What a foolish thought. Well, those are the stockings that I bought. Watch your tongue, you <laughs> thoughtless beast. I'll tame mine at the very least. Goodbye, I'm done. Not before I'm gone. Madam, your father in this letter claims that he repaid my hundred thousand crowns, which is only one half of the entire sum loaned by my father to fund your father's war. To say that we have ever received that sum from France is not at all true, and still you owe a hundred thousand more. Until he pays, his crownless Aquitaine belongs to me, although he knows it's not worth half the sum. If your frail father would simply pay half the debt which still remains unsatisfied, we will give up our right in Aquitaine and hold fair friendship with his majesty. My grace in this event has been ignored, for here he does outrageously demand a hundred thousand crowns and offers not to pay me my one hundred thousand more, so he can have his Aquitaine returned. In short, we truly would much rather have the money that my royal father lent than worthless Aquitaine, that crippled land. Dear Princess, were not his request so far from human reason, your fair self might dull sharp reason's blade that lies within my breast and lead you back to France well satisfied. You do the king, my father, too much wrong, and wrong the reputation of your name in so refusing to confess receipt of that which has so faithfully been paid. I do protest I never heard of it, and if you prove it, I'll repay it back or renounce Aquitaine. We accept your word. Boyette, where is the evidence for such a sum from special officers of Charles, his father? Hmm, satisfy me so. So please, your grace, the packet is not come where that and other specialties abound. Tomorrow you shall have sight of them. It shall suffice me, at which juncture I will yield unto all liberal reasons. Meanwhile, receive this welcome at my hand, as honor without breach of oath may here uphold your own majesty in my house. You may not come 
fair princess, within my gates, but in this field. You shall be so received as you shall deem yourself lodged in my heart, though so denied fair harbor in my house. Your own good thoughts excuse me and farewell. Tomorrow we shall visit you again. Sweet health and fair desires go with your grace. Your own wish wish I you in every place. Lady, I will confide you to my own heart. Pray you send my regards. I would be glad to see it. I would you heard it moan. Ooh, is the fool sick? Sick at the heart. <gasps> of course. Let it bleed. Would that do it good? My physic says I. Will you prick it with your eye? No, sir, with my knife. Now, God save your life. <laughs> and yours from long living. I can't take what you're giving. Sir, I, I pray you a word. What lady is that same? The heir of Alan Corn. Catherine's her name. A handsome lady. Monsieur, farewell. Uh, you, a word. Who was she in the white? A woman sometimes, if you saw her in the light. Oh, I desire her name. Oh, she has but one for herself. To desire that were a shame. <laughs> Whose daughter is she? Her mother's, I have heard. Oh, God, sir, use your words. Oh, good sir, be not offended. Maria is... An heir of Falconbridge. Hmm, my hanger is ended. She is a most sweet lady. Not unlike, sir, that may be. Psst. Psst. Hey, what's her name in the cap? Rosaline, perhaps. Is she wedded or no? To her will, sir, or so. <laughs> you are welcome, sir. Adieu. Farewell to me, sir, and welcome to you. That last is Barone, the lovely low-browed lord. <laughs> Not a word with him except a jest. And every jest a word. It was well done of you to take him at his word. I was as willing to sail off as he was to board. You are a departing ship, man. And wherefore not ships? No ship, sweet lamb, unless we feed on your lips. You lamb and I pasture. Shall that finish the jest? So you grant pasture for me? Uh, not so, gentle beast. My lips are no common, though several they be. Belonging to whom? To my fortunes and me. Your wits will be chattering, but gentles agree. This civil war of wits were much better used on the king and his bookmen, for here it's abused. If my observation, which very rarely lies, I see the truth of his heart shining through his eyes. Don't deceive me. The king has an infection. With what? With that which we love us entitled affection. <laughs> uh, your reasoning? Well, all his behaviors did conspire to the court of his eye, poking through with desire. His heart, like a ruby with your print impressed, proud with his form and his eye pride expressed. His tongue, all impatient to speak and not see, did stumble with haste in his eyesight to be. All senses to that sense did find their way there. 
to feel only looking on the fairest affair. I thought all his senses were locked in his eye, as jewels in crystal for some prince to buy. But working as hard as he can on his oath, his eyes saw his eye <laughs> and fell victim to growth. His face's own margin did quote such amazes that all eyes saw his eyes enchanted with gazes. He'll give you Aquitaine and all that is his if you give him for our sake but one loving kiss. <laughs> Come to our pavilion. Boyette is quite mad. But to speak that in words which has made his heart glad, I only have made a mouth of his eye by adding a tongue which I know will not lie. You are old love monger and speak skillfully. He is Cupid's grandfather and learns news of him. Then was Venus like her mother, for her father is just, uh, grim. <laughs> do you hear my mad wenches? No. What then do you see? <laughs> yes, our way to be gone. <laughs> you are too harsh for me. <laughs> Sing me a song, Moth. My ears lust for some music. Yeah, you, you, you know I'll be true. Saving up all my love for you. Lock, stock, and barrel. Can't believe that I do. But I do. It's true, true. I'm a crazy fool. Walk the whole wide world for you. Lock, stock, and barrel. I'm in an awful bind for you. The Play on Podcast series, Love's Labor's Lost, was written by William Shakespeare and translated into modern English verse by Josh Wilder. Each episode was directed by Nelson T. Eusebio III. The cast is as follows. Russell G. Jones as the King of Navarre and the Forester. Matthew Elijah Webb as Barone. Ashley Bryant as the Princess and Jacquinetta. Tiffany Rochelle Stewart as Rosaline. Tanya Pinkins as Maria, Holofernes, and Himes. Sean Randall as Costard and Dumaine. Brandon Jones as Don Adriano de Armado and Longaville. Walter Coppage as Moth, Boyette, Dull, and Markaday. Sarita Covington as Lady Nathaniel and Catherine. Casting by the Telsey Office. Karen Castle, CSA, and Ada Karamanian. Voice and text coach, Julie Foe. Episode scripts were adapted and produced by Katherine Eaton. Original music and sound design by Lindsay Jones. Sound engineering by Sadaharu Yagi. Mix engineer and dialogue editor, Larry Walsh. Podcast mastering by Greg Cortez at New Monkey Studio. Coordinating producer, Transcend Streaming. Kira Bowie and Liana Keys. Executive Producer, Michael Goodfriend. The Managing Director of Business Operations and Partnerships at Next Chapter Podcasts is Sally Kate Holmes. The Play on Podcast series, Love's Labor's Lost, is produced by Next Chapter Podcasts and is made possible by the generous support of the Hits Foundation. Visit ncpodcasts.com for more about the Play on Podcast series. 
Visit playonshakespeare.org for more about Play on Shakespeare. Subscribe to Play on Premium on Apollo Plus for ad-free episodes and join our Patreon for exclusive merchandise and early commercial-free releases. Go to playonpodcast.com for our bonus content, where you'll find interviews with the artists, producers, and engineers who brought it all to life. And remember, vows are but breath. This is Sally Kate Holmes, Managing Director of Next Chapter Podcasts, here to tell you about a pretty cool new offering from our friends at Apollo Podcasts. You can now find the play on podcasts on Apollo Plus, a creator-owned platform where every subscriber helps audio fiction creators such as us. You can listen ad-free, early access to exclusives, behind-the-scenes supercuts, and more on Apollo Plus. On top of all that, 70% of the revenue on Apollo Plus goes directly to creators. Join Apollo Plus through the Apollo Podcasts app or by going to apollopods.com. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Next Chapter Podcasts.